0: Action Park Media. Beauvillier with a left circle wrister off the shoulder of the lock, drops down, and it goes in! Oh, the Bruins misplay it, it's in the back of the net, and the Alleners are back on top! It's 3-2 to New York, I think it's going to be Beauvillier's first of the year! Two on one for New York, Barzell, left wing over the Bruin line, to Eberle, right of the green, shoots, he He scores! Jordan Everly roofs the forehand under the bar on a beautiful feed from Matt Barzell. It's 4 2 aisles just past the midpoint of the third. McAvoy's center point shot misses the net again. Boston down 4 to 2 with 7.45 to go in the third. And now a breakaway shorthanded for J.G. Pajot in alone on Yarrow Halak. Shoots. He scores! Jean-Gabriel Pajot has his second shorty of the year! Both of them here against the Bruins, and he makes it 5-2 Isles! Here's Letty with a blast, top of the left circle, and Halak looked very awkward falling down but making the save. You can hear a little bit of the iron as well. Yeah, they get it to the net, Islanders put it in the paint, it hits the post, and then it's poked home! The Islanders have their fourth goal of the period! It is 6-2 New York, everything, finding the back of the net. The most goals Yaro's given up in a game this year, he hasn't given up more than three in any game, he's given up six, and here, Pollock, a bomb, right circle, rebound, they score! Oliver Wallstrom has the goal, Make it a five-goal third period for New York, and the Islanders lead it 7-2, unbelievable! You're on the ILC, the go-to place for New
1: Islanders Hockey Talk. Welcome aboard the ILC Podcast, powered by Action Park Media. Mike Carver here with you, and you heard it right out of the gate at the top. The Islanders whacked the Bruins 7-2 to Thursday night at the Nassau Coliseum, courtesy of Chris King on WRHU, the Islanders radio network. It's just too exciting. When the team scores five goals in the third period, we're going to jack it up, and we're going to play some highlights. That's just how we have to do it, because let's be fair, I mean, that that's as fun as it's going to get on a Thursday night, watching the Islanders put the hammer down on the big, bad, mighty Bruins from Boston. So that's why we started out with a little kinger going off the charts with some big third-period goals, and let's kick this thing off. Special edition, of course, a little post-game edition of the ILC Podcast. Told you that we were doing if they won. I'm going to be quite honest with you. And I think a lot of you are going to be honest, too. You didn't think the Islanders were going to win this game going into it on Thursday night. They had beaten the Bruins twice already this year. Very hard task to ask them to do it a third time. But you want to know what? They did, and they did it in big-time fashion. Get down early. A very quick goal for Boston. Islanders respond with two more in the first. Tremendous job by them. Uh, You know, a tight back-and-forth game for two periods. And then the Islanders drop the hammer in the third. Five goals, the most... Goals the Islanders have scored in a period under Barry Trotz. I mean, and that just tells you. And we understand, we have documented here billions of times, um, the lack of goal scoring that goes on with this team. But to drop five, and, and it's who you're dropping it against, the mighty Bruins, the best team in the East. To take it to them like that, uh, tremendous job. Uh, Yarrow's first game against the Islanders, and it was a fun one. I saw a lot of I feel bad for Yarrow. I didn't. I didn't feel bad for him. What a shame. Uh, Yarrow finally, after hiding for years, and I know it's not his fault. He doesn't decide who starts. But after hiding for years, after being in Boston, the Islanders finally got a piece of him on Thursday night, and they took a giant, giant bite out of him. Look at him breaking the stick in the third period. Oh, what a shame. You love to see it. The Islanders just rout Yarrow Halak in the third period. Uh, Bavillier finally scores a goal. That was huge, and that got things going. The little pickpocket from Bavillier behind the net tucks it in. That gets him to 3-2. You had, of course, Pajot, who's just so unbelievable. Like, And this has, of course, been a story the last two or three days because it's the one-year anniversary of the big Islander trade for J.G. Pajot, and he nets his second Short-handed goal of the season both of them against the boston bruins little assist to leo there with the stick push right a little stick push from leo there on the kill uh you know that's like in racing you know a little drifting right there Pew, gave him a little little slingshot and jg usually doesn't need it he was flying and, and man a year since that trade uh, anybody have a problem with it now honestly guy is so money in every situation He's good 5-on-5. He's good killing penalties. He's good on the power play. Amazing. Really is. I forget which one of the guys said it in the postgame. Called him the Swiss Army Knife. Might have been Barzell. I forget who it was. But that's exactly what J.G. Paggio is. Anders gets one. And ollie, ollie, ollie. He nets one. All the hard work for Oliver Wallstrom pays off in spades. With a big goal. that's a big goal. Made it 7-2. to two. But the one goal that Wallstrom had this year. Was kind of fluky. That one he had early on. He's been putting in a lot of hard work. We've been talking about him a lot. And to see him get rewarded with that goal. As the cherry on top. The 7th one on the ledger for the Islanders on Thursday night. Was really great to see. All around tremendous effort. Uh, in a 72 Islander win. Uh, wasn't all roses, I guess you could say, because there is some injury issues, right? Uh, Cal Clutterbuck did leave the game, and that's concerning. Uh, I think it's concerning because, as we know, this team right now, there's not exactly a lot of depth, not a lot of depth in the forward group once we get beyond the 12 guys that skate every night, and geez, you can even make a case the 12th and sometimes 11th guy that skates, um, you don't like seeing them out there. But hopefully it's not a long-term thing. Trotz, after the game, kind of made it sound like, you know, we'll see. Maybe not that big of a deal. And if it isn't, the Isles will be okay. They're hoping to get MDC back soon, too, who was close before this game. And if Cal's going to miss a few, they're going to need MDC back in the fold. That's for sure. Because what are your options? Let's say Clutterbuck does have to miss four or five games. And that's, you know, two or three. Whatever the, the low end of the bar is. Who are you going to? Right? I mean, that, that's the thing. Zarnik? I mean, geez, we said about this early in the week. He's not even an NHL player as far as I'm concerned. We put Ross in there? Whatever. Bellows still in the doghouse? So, you know, we got to find a little mix here if he's going to be out of the lineup for an extended period of time. Leo has dropped down there. When all those guys got hurt last year, Leo was dropping down and playing with some combination of Martin Sezekis and Clutterbuck. So that could be a good fit, and maybe we can get Bellows out of the doghouse and play him with Pajot and Wallstrom. Get MDC back in there, because after that, it's thin, man. It is thin. But hey, that's like the one negative thing you take out of the game is that was hurt. Because this was a statement night for the Islanders. This is the night that you wait for all year. We watch all these nail-biting 2-1, 3-2 games all the time with Barry Trotz to get yourself a fun, out-of-control, gong show, whack-em-over-the-head third period like the Islanders gave you on Thursday. That gets you juiced up. Juiced up, man. Watching them pour in one minute, then two minutes later, two minutes later, two minutes later. You heard Kinger at the top. And it's a statement win for the Isles. And and I think that there's been moments this year where it's like, uh, you know, it, when they lose, it's frustrating because they're winnable games and they can't score. When they have nights like Thursday, you feel like they're one of the four or five teams that could win the cup. And they have now beaten that team three times after not being able to beat them for 10 years. Ever. They have now beaten that team three times in the span of a month at the Nassau Coliseum. They got to play them there one more time in about 10 days, I think. Maybe two weeks, a little under two weeks. They get the Bruins at the Coliseum again. And then they have to play them four times in Boston, as we know. But man, three wins over the Bruins this early in the year. And it puts the Islanders one point back of Boston in the East. Now, this is very jumbled. This is very tight. Um, You know, one point, really, two, three points separating first and fifth. You could have a bad weekend, um, and the Islanders could be sitting in fifth by Monday. And you're not really thinking so much about what an amazing night Thursday was. So I don't think that we could get too high and low looking at the standings, because I think that these five teams are going to kind of flip-flop and bounce over each other here and there. But the Islanders have brought the Bruins back to the pack and put them in the mix. And I saw this this morning. If you take out what the Bruins have done against the Flyers this year, I mean, they're basically a 500 team. I mean, they have feasted on the Flyers. They've gotten their ass beat by the Islanders. And everything else has kind of been in the middle for the Boston Bruins. So maybe they're not the machine that people think they are. Maybe they're not. And what does this mean if the Islanders were played at Bruins in the playoffs? Look, Who knows? They got five more games with them this year. I think that you take a lot of positivity out of knowing they couldn't beat them for ten years. And they've beaten them three times. And the first two games were close, and this one they whacked them. And I heard some Bruin fans crying. Oh, the tears. Well, you know, they had to go out to Lake Tahoe. And then, shut up. Go out to Lake Tahoe. They had an extra day rest on the Flyers, and the Flyers beat the Rangers on Wednesday night. Shut up. They didn't play Rask. Uh, Rask they beaten Rask twice this year. you talking about? Owls and Bruins would be very juicy if you get that in the playoffs. Very juicy. Not the matchup I want. Even though the Owls are 3-0 against the Bruins this year, I still wouldn't want to play them when we get to crunch time, when we get to playoff time. Because nights like Thursday, they're fun, but that, you don't see that stuff in the playoffs. You'll see more kind of games that they they played the first two times. But it's a good night to be an Islander fan. Watching them beat up on the big bad Bruins. And now this weekend is massive. You got to turn the page quickly. Because every night feels like a playoff game. As Barry Trotz has said a few times now. He's beat that over the head with you the last six weeks. Every night feels like a playoff game. We'll get ready for Saturday and Sunday at the barn. Isles and Penguins... The one team that the Islanders have really, uh, you know, they've had trouble with this year. They really have. They've lost three out of four to them. This will be the fifth and sixth time they play them this month, in the month of February, as we close it out this weekend. Al's got to find a way to figure things out. Now, I I think that you can't go out there and say, well, they got to sweep both games. That's unrealistic as far as I'm concerned. I think that them winning Thursday night kind of gives you a little bit of you know splitting this weekend isn't that bad you know if they would have lost thursday you would have pushed for a little bit more but how about three points how about three points this weekend and hey you want to take them all take them all but give me at least three give me two one of these games and then you know you play a tight game with them if you lose a game in an in overtime or a shootout or something i'll take three and as always uh, some tremendous stats From our man Eric Hornick Who does a great job with the skinny And we always track what the Islanders do When they score three goals And once again this year It is uh, rising to the top 8-1-2 and two, When the Islanders score at least three So, And, and I didn't know 75-6-9 and nine When scoring three or more Since Barry's been the coach 75-6-9 and nine. Think about that that is bonkers right there. Bonkers. So try to score three goals against the Penguins both games this weekend. See, Because the, the odds are telling you you're going to win. And get the White Whale. We haven't seen the White Whale in a while. And it's going to be very interesting. It's such a large gap between when this guy plays. But as we said earlier in the week, Varlamov's playing at a Vesna level right now. Hard to want to you know shuffle him in and out of the cage. But White Whale will play one of these back-to-backs. It will be good to see him against this Pittsburgh team. Who comes in, you know, that's a big loss for them with Zucker the other night. They lost Zucker in the Capital game, so they're coming in a little banged up. They've had the Isles number those two games in Pittsburgh last week. It's time to return the favor. So that's that. I told you this would be a quick one. I said that we would fire it up if they beat the Bruins. And to the surprise of all of us, they did. So here we go. We rock it. I said next time we'll get together is Tuesday night. We will record something after the Devil game. We'll get calls involved. We'll set that up during the day, post-game, win or lose. We take some calls from the fans uh, after the Islander-Devil game. I'm excited for that. Uh, You know what? They're playing at 5 on Sunday. I thought about this. Now, this is all going to depend, of course, on how things are going at home. Um, You know, if little William is not uh, taking a nap or if he's looking to eat, uh, if it's crazy around the house, you know, Olivia running through walls, etc., then I don't know if we'll get it done. But we will try. Because it is a 5 o'clock start on Sunday, to maybe fire back up a little post game live. How about that? We try to do that on Sunday? A little post game live after the 5 o'clock Penguin game? I think that we might be able to arrange that. And I'm also thinking about moving those to Instagram. So, at ILC Podcast on Instagram, I'll tweet that out if we're going to definitely do it. I feel like it's just, it runs easier on there. It's not as clunky as Twitter. But even though I say that right now, I'll probably still do it on Twitter. Because, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I'll probably still do it on Twitter anyway. But we'll try to do a little game after the Penguin game on Sunday. Quick, you know, 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes. We'll hang out. We'll talk. See how the weekend went against the Penguins. So an enormous win for the Islanders on Thursday. A beatdown of the Bruins. 7-2. to Everybody gets involved. Bo is back. Have fun. It'll have fun sale, by the way. Catch this till Friday night. He's giving you 20% off again on the Have Fun merchandise. My man Devin at Yes Man Outfitters. Go get it. Scoop it up. I think he's even doing promo code I'll see pod. So Go take care of that by Friday night. He usually runs those for 24 hours. Have some fun. Get some bow gear. Pajot. Do you have Pajot shirts, too. The big shorty. Wally with his second. Proud of Wally.
0: Really proud.
1: Got to have it. So big win for the Islanders on Thursday. We'll see you guys over the weekend, maybe after the Penguin game on Sunday, provided I don't have kids running through the walls uh, with the 5 o'clock start. But definitely Tuesday night we take calls after the Devil game. My thanks to the good people at Action Park Media. Devin Yesmen for everything he does for me as well. I will see you guys next week. Enjoy the weekend against the Penguins. Mike Carver, the outseat podcast. We'll see you then.